Here's your Wealth Professional Morning Briefing for Thursday, August 18th. Investors and other homeowners who've bought in Canada's hottest housing markets may be nervously watching the stats. With data showing an overall cooling of the housing market due to rising inflation, rates and other factors, real estate creates winners and losers even within metros. A new report from nationwide brokerage Remax Canada looks at the greater Vancouver area and the greater Toronto area markets to discover where detached house values are outperforming the wider market. For the GTA, values in the second quarter of 2022 were down 10-15% to from the previous quarter the central and west end of the 416 held up relatively well in terms of average price, according to an analysis of regional real estate board data, but just 15% of the region's markets posted quarter-over-quarter quarter gains. In the GVA, preliminary estimates of quarter-two median values suggest increases of 2.4% for Vancouver West and just over 8% for West Vancouver House Sound. But for those with homes in 75% of the region, values decreased, mostly by less than 10%. Despite the decline, seen even in these traditionally red-hot housing markets. Tight inventory is clashing with demand that remains even amid higher rates, and that should avoid devastating market crashes. One of Canada's largest institutional investors has weathered the storm of the first half of 2022 to produce returns way above its benchmark portfolios. While still posting a negative average return of minus 7.9%, CDPQ said this compared to its benchmark portfolios minus 10.5%. The fund manager's annualised returns over 5 and 10 years also outperformed at 6.1% and 8.3% respectively. The equity market's portfolio recorded a six-month return of minus 16%, above of its benchmark portfolios minus 17.2 and the bearish environment during the first six months also weighed on the private equity market with a return of minus 2.4% that's above the minus 4.1% return of its benchmark portfolio. In what was the worst six-month trading period for stocks and bonds in the past 50 years, CDPQ said its robust portfolio and strategy was key to performance in challenging times. Net assets ended June 30th, 2022 worth $392 billion, down more than $28 billion with Investment results of minus 33.6 billion and net deposits of 5.4 billion dollars. Investors who eliminate SIN stocks from their portfolios in hopes of hurting the company's valuations and access to cash may be dissatisfied with the results. According to a study titled Does ESG Negative Screening Work? People and institutions have long assumed that avoiding a company's stock has a detrimental effect on that company's financial success. However, there is no evidence to support this belief. Researchers discovered that compared to non-SIN stocks of businesses with comparable fundamentals, negative screening for SIN stocks has no impact on the firm's valuations, stock prices, exits and returns. In sum, we argue that claims that negative screening hurts SIN stocks are somewhat overstated, they wrote. The underlying empirical reality, at least since 2000, is more nuanced and complicated and depends on the research design used. In negative screening, investors exclude equities from their portfolio that they believe to be unethical or unsustainable. It's mostly focused on the alcohol and firearms sectors. According to the report, negative screening for SIN stocks did not lead to reduced offer prices for such equities as compared to other stocks. Positive stock returns also do not follow bad news concerning SIN stock businesses that alter investors' assessments of the company's ESG performance. These stories in full at wealthprofessional.ca and in our newsletters, plus why it's too soon to get excited for early 2023 rate cuts, Canadian alternative lenders hit a funding hurdle, and how can you help clients of all ages combat today's still-rising inflation? For Wealth Professional Canada, I'm Steve Randall.